I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Terrence, man, bro. What you doing? <laughs> Don't want that smoke. I just I just tweet, of all people. <laughs> of all the people. <laughs> of all the people for me to tweet out. I saw him in the starting lineup. I'm like, what I've seen of him this preseason, what I saw of him at pre- at Florida State and the ACC, I was like, I like this you know, this guy. Tweet out, I like Terrence Mann. Of all people for Luca to get into it with, it's Terrence Mann. I'm I'm out. I'm done. I don't like him anymore. You're out. You're out on him. Yeah, I don't care about him anymore. Wow. You can't you can't come at Luca and put your hand up on Luca's neck. Yeah, no. that was that was a little over the line. He put like. So in the in the Mavericks last preseason game against the Clippers, we'll get into all that today. We'll get into the Buddy Heald situation. We'll get into uh, pretty much all of preseason, kind of a little recap. Buddy Heald situation. It's a situation. We'll get into it. People want to. I've, I've had so many tweets about it. I know you don't want to talk about it, but we. Will I'm, talk I, I, I yes, I have DMs and tweets about, it, and I, it just blows me. Why don't we talk about Giannis? I mean, we'll talk about Giannis too. So in the Mavericks pre last preseason game against the Clippers, uh, him and Luca and Terrence Mann got into it. And towards the end of their little scuffle, kerfuffle kind of thing, uh, Terrence Mann, like, puts his arm up towards Luca, and his fist, like, goes into his neck. Mm. Like, if his hand was open, he would have been doing, like, the force choke on him. That's what I'm just gonna, here to tell you, if Luca was Tom Brady, Mann would have been thrown out. Ejected. Gone. Uh, but Boban was there to stop it and split it up. And if Boban's that gonna, was remarkable. If Boban's going to split up a fight, uh, I think that it's just going to end really quick. So Boban steps into that, and Terrence Mann and Montrez Harrell is trying to like get their way to Luca, and Boban just steps in and is just like, and like no one gets past him. I just, just wish he would have. I wish he would have put his hand on each of their heads, just like cartoons, and they would have just <laughs> been trying to fight and like flinging their arms around everywhere and then <laughs> they just couldn't get to each other that would have been high comedy that would have been so great all right on the podcast today obviously we're getting to getting into the game we'll get into the buddy healed situation but today's podcast is brought to you by Ooh, isaac manscaped it's the number mm. one in men's below the belt grooming they have some good stuff i was checking out their page today i wanted to see what the the uh promo was all about so you get 20 percent off and free shipping this is a good. This is a really good deal. Like some of the other ones, you think like ah, it's not really a great deal. This one is a real good deal. Twenty percent off, free shipping with the code locked on. That's one word, locked on. I tried both at manscaped.com. They have these kits right now. You get uh, if like you get the trimmer and you get some other stuff. You get a free bag, like a travel bag and a free pair of underwear with the with the kit. Ooh. And 20% off. I was like, this is, a, this is a deal. This is a deal. So go check out manscaped.com. All right, some news. The Mavericks have made a roster move. We said yesterday that when they were done making roster moves <laughs> and that we would be surprised if they made one. <laughs> Isaac's, Here we go. Isaac's face is killing me. 
Uh, the Mavs side, Chad Brown. He's a 6'9 center from the University of Central Florida. He actually lives pretty close to where I'm living right now. They signed him to an Exhibit 10 deal. Uh, an Exhibit 10 deal can be converted to a two-way or a regular contract. Uh, however, he did not play against the Clippers. I don't even know if he was in Vancouver. So we believe that this was kind of a, uh, since this is a phrase that's now in our vernacular right now, that's in the um, the scope of humanity's gaze. What, what kind of word was I trying to think of? Anyway, uh, we think it was a quid pro quo with a uh, some kind of agent situation. Like, I'll scratch your back, <laughs> you scratch mine down the road. So uh, we, I think don't it's a little- we don't know what was up with Chad Brown. No, I mean, Ch- yeah, Chad Brown is what a six nine big seven uh, four wingspan. Uh, I heard. I'm, I'm just being honest. I don't know a ton about Chad Brown. You've heard. You've heard it. Uh, you've never seen it. Okay, seen it. That's why I read it um, <laughs> somewhere. But um, it's rumored. Yeah, um, it's rumored he speaks it, five languages. That's cool. No, I just made that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, dang it! Um, you could tell me anything right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just a way for them. They they wanted him in in their G league system. They wanted him in Frisco. So this is just a simple way of paying him a little bit more money to guarantee him up to be up with the legends and stuff. And he's the new yeah, Motley. I mean, obviously he's not uh, going to play in any preseason game. Uh, obviously they got to get back to 17 before the first uh, uh, regular season game. So I expect him to be waived pretty soon to go up uh, to Frisco. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's the that's pretty much all of the news. Let's quickly get to this Buddy Heald situation. Um, so Yahoo Sports reported that the Sacramento Kings have offered a four-year, $90 million deal to their guard, Buddy Heald, which we know uh, quite well from playing in Oklahoma and then got traded in the DeMarcus Cousins trade. He's a great three-point shooter. Uh, he averaged like 20 points per game last year. It's just, people forget that. Isaac, people forget that he scored 20 points a game last year. They do. But... The offer from the Kings, the $90 million deal, is $20 million short of what Heald wants. He wants a $110 million deal. His max is like $140, $150, so he's not even asking for his max. He just wants something better than that. Uh, he called it an insult, or he referred to it, I guess, as an insult. He also told reporters, if they don't want to do it, then we look somewhere else to then we look for someone else somewhere. Oh my gosh, I'm going to try this again. If they don't want to do it, then we look for somewhere else to go. Maybe in the offseason, maybe this season, I don't know. Woof! And they have until October 21st to make this deal or else he'll becomes a restricted free agent this summer. Uh, guys, um, the 21st is just a few days away. It's a couple so. days away. And the reason why we bring this story up is because a lot of people were tweeting us and DMing us about, can the Mavericks get in on this? Can they offer him a deal? What can they offer him? Can they make a trade for him? Is he going to want He's the out? third piece. He's the third piece. Now, now I will agree with everyone that he would be a great piece. He would be yeah, an, an, so awesome, an awesome addition. He would be perfect next to Luka and Porzingis. He would space the floor. He wouldn't really fix the defensive side of things, but he would definitely help uh, the shooting. But the Mavericks don't have anything to give up. Like that, This is our problem that, that we've been talking about. They had cap space this summer. They used it to sign a bunch of uh, you know pieces, and they kind of signed them to longer-term deals, and now it's used up, and they're not going to have money this summer unless they make a deal. They could make a deal, get some cap space this summer, and sign them to an offer sheet this summer if it gets to that point. However, I'm, I'm guessing that this comes to a head, and they actually 
you know, agree to an extension, but anything could happen. So, you know, it's the NBA. You never know day to day what's going to happen. So unless the Mavericks make a move and come up with some cap space this summer, then I don't think there's a way that they could get him. There's not a, there's not a Tim Hardaway Jr. Trade. There's not a Courtney Lee trade. They could get him. He's still on his rookie deal. And so his, the Mavericks can't trade for him because Mavericks. the Mavericks have to look for trades where they can do two for one. They'd have to send a couple players to get one player back. And Buddy Heald's contract is not going to allow them to do that. There's something, yeah. I, I get, I, I get the, when you have Luka and KP and you see different guys across the league. And I mean, it was Bradley Bill. It felt like this past summer. Like, oh, can we get on the Bradley yeah. Bill stuff? Why don't we just make a trade for Bradley Bill? Well, you got to have freaking assets. And so, yeah, the, over the past few days, we've gotten DMs, tweets, different stuff. How does Buddy Hield? Can we make a run at him? If you're just asking, hey, is there a way for us to do it? I get that. Like, that's not no big deal. It's the people who like try to argue that the Mavericks have that shot in that. And I just, as currently constructed, there is no shot. There's no, like, it's just, there's no, they have zero money for next summer. He's going to get over a hundred million dollars. That's going to happen. If Sacramento doesn't give it to him over the next couple of days, he's going to hit restricted free agency. And somebody like the Atlanta Hawks is going to give him over a hundred million, especially if he has another good season like he did last year. He deserves it. He's going to get it. So then some, you know, either the Hawks, I say the Hawks, or somebody like the Kings. Are who match it is going to pay it. Dallas doesn't have the money. They don't have the assets. Even if you look at it and say, okay, well, what couple of role players on this Mavericks team do you want to pair together to go get Buddy Hield? Who who would the Kings want? They have like yeah. even like they have young bigs in Jowls and Bagley and these guys. They have Bogdan. Like they have. De'Aaron Fox, they yeah. have, like they don't need, they don't even need somebody like a Brunson because they have a De'Aaron Fox. Like I, it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make you know, any yeah. sense anymore. It do, for us right now at this point in the Mavericks roster construction, it doesn't make any sense to make a deal. There, it, there isn't one there, <laughs> so uh, there's not even one that could work. I guess <laughs> like that you could even maybe talk yourself into. So that's the Buddy Heel situation again. His extension has to be done before October 21st. If the deal doesn't get done, then talk to me about how we can offload some salary. Uh, then, then the Mavericks could potentially swoop in there. If they offload, even, if they offload Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, then they can make an offer. They could sign him to an offer sheet. Like that's the next step. But that doesn't. But happen. what do you got to pay to offload something? You got to pay draft picks, Correct. which they sent a decent amount of, of them with Dennis to Correct. go get KP. You got to attach young players to offload contract. Mavericks really don't want to give up Jalen Brunson. We're about to talk about him a little bit more. But even Jalen Brunson, I don't know if that gets Tim Hardaway completely off your books either. So it's just there's a that's a they long. Could, when the draft comes, they could trade the pick. They'd have to make a pick. They'd have to make a selection first, then trade their pick this season because they do have their pick this season. They're not allowed to trade it until they actually make a selection though. So that twentieth pick in the draft worth. Twenty million dollars in Tim Hardaway. I'm not. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Just throwing out the throwing out the stuff. Uh, the Kings also have to figure out a situation for uh, Bogdanovich. He needs an extension before July 30th. He actually, I was reading Dan Devine's piece on the Ringer today about both of their situations, and he actually has an interesting uh, situation. Since he stayed over in Europe for one year, he sidestepped the rookie contract because he was just a free agent. And he has a regular contract, so he doesn't have to do the extension before the season starts. 
Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, so his extension has to come before July 30th, which is yeah, a long ways away. Or June? Is it June 30th? It's probably June 30th. I think I wrote that down wrong. Uh, so there you go. So that that one comes a while away. But the Kings have a couple of decisions to make this summer, and the Mavs could capitalize on them if they make some moves themselves. Um, okay, oh, it's 12:30 right now. It's 1:30 your time. Yeah, I guess that game was late. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh. it's on the West Coast. This is the West Coast life, Isaac. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> coming up, we will discuss that West Coast Life game. This game in Vancouver, lots of things to talk about. We'll get into it coming up next. All right, Isaac. So, the Mavericks go in and win against the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard, by the way. They weren't just completely mm-hmm. shorthanded. They were missing a lot of guys uh, out from this game. Paul George, obviously. Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Rodney Magruder. I guess if you want to count that. Um, out for the Mavericks. Dwight Powell didn't play again. He This is the last game. He did address the crowd at the beginning because he is Canadian. Uh, I don't think the broadcasters could have mentioned that Dwight Powell is Canadian any more than they did. I was watching the NBA TV one, and man, did they just mention anytime was anybody was Canadian. <laughs> Every single time. Also, Dorian Finney-Smith, Seth Curry, and Ryan Brokoff did not play. Uh, they were out for the game. Everyone else pretty much played except for Chad Brown. <laughs> he don't think it's a play. Um, the Mavericks started, and let's start here. The Mavericks mm. started Luca and Porzingis with Maxi, like normal, DeLon Wright, and Jalen Brunson, Isaac. Jalen Brunson getting the start with Tim Hardaway Jr. there, with Justin Jackson there, you know, with Seth Curry there, or I guess Seth Curry didn't play. Uh, yeah, with those two guys, what did you think about the Mavs' new look starting lineup with the two point guards in it? Oh, man, I really like it. Um, I just. We can't praise Jalen Brunson enough on this podcast, and Mavs Twitter loves him, and rightfully so. The Mavericks love him. I mean, literally everybody loves Jalen Brunson and Dallas right now. I mean, he's that first half, he didn't play the second half, but that first half, and especially that first quarter, I mean, it felt like he had six assists in no time. And I I think he had six assists in the first quarter. I could be wrong, but he just... I think he may have had seven. Yeah, I know he had seven for the for the game in that first half, but like he he has just continued to separate himself as like that third player to me. Just watching him play, he just he looks different out there compared to the other guys, and it's becoming more and more obvious. So I'm I'm super curious on how next week when regular season starts, what that role looks like for him because he looked really good again tonight. He gets everyone involved. He makes the right play. He hits his shots. I mean, I know he's over two from three tonight, but um, he's just. But it's, he's his shots aren't just threes, though. His shots yeah. are those little inside posts, turnaround, you know, jumpers that he hits. Uh, his shots are, are honestly getting shots for others. Like he can create, and when he goes in there, things just happen. And sometimes with, with these Mavericks players, you, you go in like we were we were joking about Isaiah Roby. We're like, what has Isaiah Roby done in this preseason? <laughs> sometimes you get players like that, or you get Justin Jackson, where you're like, has he done anything except for shoot the ball? And tonight he had six rebounds, which was positive. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you have a guy like Jalen Brunson. He just goes in there and things happen. And that is super positive. And to have him and Delon Wright, who seem to have good chemistry despite having not played together very much so far. Some- and I was I was curious about that because when you you obviously you start Brunson and Delon Wright, 
you take away that wing defender. You take away right. the Dorian, Justin Jackson, whoever, and especially going against somebody like the Clippers. Now, I understand Dorian didn't play, and I would I would have liked to know if, if Dorian was fully healthy, available to play, would they have started him to guard Kawhi? That would be my uh, guess. Probably. But in this scenario, they started the two, two guards and Brunson and DeLon, and they – they had Delon Wright guarding Kawhi at the beginning of the game, and that's the stuff I, I I'm just unsure about. I don't know where I land on it, that at the moment, as far as just how I feel about that. I think right now I lean towards I'm not the biggest fan of Delon Wright guarding the Kawhi's, Paul Georges of the world, but but the thing is they they didn't put Delon Wright on Kawhi that much. They put Brunson on him to start. Well, like right at the very very, very beginning, but they did switch off. Luca held his ground a couple times. Luca held too. his ground. They had Maxi on him too. Like they they tried a bunch of different looks on him. And I'm I'm wondering this about today's NBA. There's so much pick and roll. I mean, D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell ran like 900 pick and rolls last year in the NBA. There's so many pick and rolls that putting the primary defender on a guy might not matter that much. Right, like the initial guy that guards somebody, because at some point during the possession, odds are he's not going to be the guy guarding him. We've seen switches so much in the finals. It's come down to Kevin Love guarding Steph Curry. It's come yeah. down to, uh, you know, Marcus All guarding in space. It's come down to all these things, and you just I wonder if that primary defender matters a little less than we we wonder, uh, you know, because if they set a screen and then all of a sudden you know Maxi is on Kawhi, then. You know that's more that's better than Luca. <laughs> if you're screening Luca, then you know that's yeah. positive for the Mavericks. So that, that's and, something that I'm definitely going to watch this year. And you're talking about screening and defending the pick and roll and all that. And let I just want to throw this out there and say, remember when you, we watch Boban, what Boban's role is. Boban is going to, especially you know, season starts, regular season starts. That ten, I really think it will go down. I think it will go down ten to fifteen minutes a game. Blah blah. blah. I've seen a lot of people tweeting. Know exactly what he is. He's not going to, going to be the best <laughs> perimeter defender. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he is Boban. And I, I myself was watching tonight. And I'm like, dang. Like, you knew this going in, so don't be surprised. I've seen different Mavs fans tweet out, like, man, he like this sucks. Him trying to defend things. I don't like watching him play sometimes, even though we love him. And just know that that's who he is like when I watch Boban and they run a pick and roll and I know he can't get out there quick enough and they hit the three you're like dang that sucks and if it happens a second time you're like all right Boban just can't play in this matchup Boban is one of the bullpen guys he's like when you watch a playoff baseball game and a reliever comes in and they hit him a few times and you're like hey it's just not he can't he can't pitch right now you just gotta get him out such a topical analogy right there Yeah, like you just you got to get him out, it, you know. And so some lineups, he says you're gonna have to accept that some nights Boban's just not gonna play. Probably he might play a few minutes here and there. Some nights that's just that's just gonna be his role, and that's part of it. But tonight, yeah, they they just they switched him a few times. They went right that that dribble move Harold put on him one time and just went right past him for the dunk. It, he struggles against the quicker guys, you know. So uh, he's your big body guy. No exactly who Boban Boban is so don't expect more than that if that makes sense it should make sense um but the thing is when you're playing big like that it's you know watch it's like watching the Lakers against the Warriors when you're playing huge and they're playing Montrez Harrell you're gonna have the advantage on the boards which is rare I mean when of the Mavericks I mean they had 58 rebounds tonight yeah, the Mavericks have not, you know, in the past gotten rebounds like this. They won the rebound battle fifty-eight to thirty-nine 
almost 20 rebounds more. Uh, and that's what you that's what you get from a Boban. That's what you get from Boban and Porzingis out there. From, you know, Maxi out there with one of those other bigs. Now, eventually Dwight Powell is going to be out there with one of those other bigs. And Luka getting a ton of boards too because of uh, he, he's just waiting for the ball. That's what you give up when you have bigger guy like Boban obviously, which is a super obvious, you know, point. The other thing I liked about this starting lineup is that fifth guy this time it was Maxi, but that fifth guy with DeLon Wright, Brunson, Luca, and Porzingis can be anybody on the roster, and probably not J.J. Barea, but maybe even sometimes J.J. Barea can play with this lineup. It would be a crazy small lineup, but I'm sure there are lineups in the NBA that you can play this against, but everyone else except for J.J. Barea can play in this lineup. You can just plug and play anybody with those guys. Yeah, you really can. I mean, from a big, from a point guard, uh, I still lean. Uh, somebody texted me the other day who was saying, hey, I, I want Seth Curry to be the starter. And I'm like, I love Seth, and I love the minutes he can get with Luka and them. But I'm still stuck on that. I still want Dorian, a wing defender, in there. I don't – I'm just not – Personally, and I, hopefully I'm wrong, I'm just not comfortable with DeLon Wright taking these bigger wing defensive matchups each night. So, I don't know. You want to talk Porzingis? Absolutely. Coming up, let's talk about Porzingis. Let's talk about his preseason because now we've seen four games from him. We've seen an entire preseason. And let's talk about Porzingis, Luca's stats. And then we have to get into Luca and Terrence Mann. We have to discuss that a little bit more. All right, Isaac. So Porzingis, I have Luca and Porzingis' stats. Four games that they've played. Uh, Porzingis, 16 points a game, nine and a half rebounds, 23 minutes. That's a solid line. Luka Doncic, 20 and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, 4.3 assists in 25 and a half minutes a game. Uh, 20 points and nine and a half rebounds in 25 minutes a game. Those are some numbers right there. Luka... Luca may put up some crazy numbers this year because he's he's the show. He's in, he's you know the Westbrook essentially in this offense because he's going to be waiting for the rebound like Westbrook does. He's probably not going to steal them from people like like Westbrook has done in the past, but he's going to be there waiting. He's going to be you know hawking for rebounds because he's the guy that takes it down the court. And man, it's just fun to watch Luca. But let, let's get into Porzingis. What have you seen from him this pre this preseason? What did you see from him in this game? that has encouraged you so far? I think this was his best, best overall game. And it's kind of a coincidence because at the very beginning, I was like, dang, like I kind of forgot he was on the like floor. They didn't the go first, to him like, for a long time. I know for like the first like three minutes. and But they were I'm killing like, it. They went out like 13 to one. They started 11 yeah, to yeah. one or something like that. And it was just Brunson and Berea or Brunson and, uh, oh my gosh, Brunson and DeLon Wright working off of each other. Luka Doncic, you know, kicking out and, you know, doing his thing and pulling up from way deep. And then all of a sudden Porzingis is like, oh yeah, he's he's in this game too. But that's that's the part of Porzingis that it, it was really good for us to see this version of him. And, you know, even though, I mean, he finished with 18 points. He was the game high tonight, but it didn't feel that way. Because when I think about tonight, I think about a couple of his big boards that he pulled down. I, I think about the block sequence uh, and when she sent so Jerome good. Robinson's block and then he contested two right after that. And it, it just, it was a, a small glimpse and to the paint protector that he is. He, he, he became a defensive presence in this game. After that sequence, you just talked about, he runs to the other end and gets an and one layup. He makes it and hits the free throw. It's just that sequence was just how special Porzingis can be both ends of the floor. He's not just, 
you know, a Euro guy that isn't good at defense, and he's he's a shot blocker. We haven't seen that a lot in, in the preseason. Uh, this was the first game I really felt that he was a presence, that people didn't want mm. to drive at Porzingis. But I wonder if some of that is because he's been playing back a little bit. He even mentioned after the first couple games that he's not going 100% all out, you know, being aggressive on defense because he's, uh, you know, worried about the injury. He's trying to ease back into it. I'm a little worried every time he falls. Are you? <laughs> of course. I will be. Even if he plays 80 games this season, I'm going to be worried, which he won't. But um, I think it's the same with Joel Embiid and Sixers fans. It's just going to happen. Sure. Every, time, every time he falls, you're like, Ugh. and then you're like, okay, he's okay. But it, it was just the non-scoring stuff for KP tonight. We know he can score the basketball. We know he can shoot the basketball. So like it's it was the yeah it was the rebounds. It was the defense. It was the block shots. It was that stuff. He pulled down thirteen boards tonight. Remember, it was just a few years ago. He was averaging six boards. Uh, pulled down thirteen. I mean, that's a good amount for KP. So yeah, eighteen points, thirteen boards, six of nine from the field. Ha. Uh, from three. Uh, He had a block there. Five or six from the free throw line. Um, Luke only shot two free throws tonight, by the way. But yeah, uh, Luke was bombing threes, though. That was his thing tonight. I just, yeah, you can't praise Porzingis enough in this game. I thought he looked great. It was just overall, too, not just Porzingis, incredible last preseason game. The best, like, I think it was one of the best ways you could go out of the preseason. This gives you the last taste, the team and the fans, kind of the last thing you see going into the regular season because now, you know, tonight's Thursday night. Now they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, a good, good five days until they host, you know, Washington for that first game in the AC on Wednesday night. So it gives you five days to where everybody's thinking about that Clippers game and just a great overall game, a win. It just it keeps the buzz going to where if they went out and lost by like 20, Porzingis and them kind of just look sluggish. And you're just like, you're still going to be super pumped. And we're like, all right, who cares about the free season? But now we kind of get to ride this momentum wave. Yes, this momentum wave is it's awesome. It's good to see them go out on a game like this. Uh, the rebounding, do you think that has anything to do with the bulk that he's added? Because I think it does. Banging around and, and allowing him to uh to stay upright when guys are you know hitting him or bouncing off of him. I just think that that strength is what you know, we're seeing the the fruits of it already with his rebounding in the preseason so far. Yeah, and Zubac and Harrell, I mean, big two guys. pretty burly burly big dudes, so uh it's cool to see him pull down 13 boards uh, in a game like this. Yeah. Um Luca, we saw man, he just can take over a game. Just the things that he does, he does so many little things that help um Players around him get better. Uh, getting into Terrence Mann, did you like it? Were you for it? Uh, so, oh, ter- yeah. so Luca was Luca had the ball. Terrence Mann was swatting at it, and Luca stopped. Somebody got called for a, a travel or a foul. Uh, Terrence Mann, sw- the, a play had stopped. Luca had the ball in his hands. He was looking away, and Terrence Mann swat- swats the ball out of his hands. Luca gets up in his face, and Terrence Mann was like, bruh, 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 bruh. and now, then I, I do want to add that I, th- I think Luca. Clipped him in his face when he when the play was still going. Oh, that's when true. Luke, yeah, that did when Luca brought the ball through, I think his elbow clipped Terrence Mann on the face, and that I think that prompted when the the foul or dead ball was called, that prompted Mann to swipe the ball away from Luca. So that from just the angle that I saw, I thought that that's what happened. But still, it was good to see Luca 
I'm going to take exception. Feisty. Yeah, feisty, take, you know, spicy Luca. Somebody tweeted that. I thought that was good. But, yeah, just take exception of that, of him swiping the ball away from him, got in his face. Even, you know, man put his arm up, like, it, kind of forearm, wrist area. It was on Luca's neck. And to see, like, you could see Luca just had the look in his eyes and Bobon stepping in, just mm-hmm. teammates coming in. Uh, I just, yeah, you love that stuff. I mean, that's. S- somewhere over in Spain, uh, Salamedri is smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Loved what we saw from, from Luca this preseason. Um, man, there's just so much to get to. We will get to the NBA GM survey on Monday. We'll get to our Eastern Conference over-under picks on Tuesday. We'll preview the game on Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, we'll have a post-game pod from the first regular season. Guys, we're so close. We're so close to this regular season game. So close. Um, two quick, two quick things real quick. I thought Tim Hardaway had a decent game tonight. Oh yeah. Thought we should it, talk about it. Tim Hardaway. His dad, his dad I just has wanted to, to be courtside it. every single game. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it because we do throw shade at him sometimes and all of that. We need to give him praise for these past couple of games. I thought he shot the ball. Well, I thought he's made good decisions uh, when shooting the ball. Uh, he drove it one time tonight. Looked good, but if he, he had can, the, he had the Devin Harris backdoor cut with JJ Barea. Yeah. That was the play that you know we saw Tim Hardaway Senior get excited about. That's that's the good stuff. Um, yes, and yeah, I tweeted this, but if we get this version of Tim Hardaway Junior., I'll eat all of my words that I've I've said about him. <laughs> uh, but I thought he was taking good shots. He took a, he took thirteen shots, but I think when the game mattered, you know, through the first two or three quarters, I thought the shots that he took were good. Yes, um, Tim Hardaway and Justin Jackson. I thought Justin Jackson played well tonight. Uh, Eighteen points for him tonight. You said you mentioned he, you mentioned they brought down six boards, three for five from three, six eleven from the field. Um, I, I thought he played. He played a lot of garbage time uh, with the end of the bench guys, but uh, it's just nice seeing some of these role players have good games. And now we get five days worth of. Uh, they'll, you know, they come back from Vancouver. They'll probably take at least uh, Friday off uh, for travels, different stuff, and uh, they'll get a couple days practice in. And we'll go into Wednesday, and that's the night that I, I mean, we'll be super anxious on who starts. Um, all of that. I mean, it's the Wizards, but you get to welcome Bradley Bill and <laughs> and Isaiah hopefully Thomas. start with a win, <laughs> guys. If they lose to. <laughs> Okay, we can talk about a different oh time. Like, gosh. what's the worst case scenario? Non injuries for like the first night. Beal gets Beal gets fifty. Yeah, Bill drops like forty two. Maz lose by like twelve to Washington, yeah. and Rui Hachimura has like twenty eight and twelve. And yeah, like, oh no, they can't stop superstars like, or rookies. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening, Nick. It's not gonna happen. We're excited uh, because who's gonna guard Porzingis? Um, Thomas Bryant. Mo Wagner. <laughs> there you go. Guys, we'll be back on Monday. Thanks. To, I mean, this is really the we made it. We made it through preseason. We made it through, yeah. you know, training camp. We made it through the offseason. We're, we're getting to real basketball. So we'll be back on Monday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On. Peace out. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>